Centralers, it's Sharon Dale here with my co-host Jonathan Sinclair in our new time slot. Yes, are we late? No, no, no. no oh. We're right on time. <laughs> I hope people haven't got confused this yes. morning because R- I know I did. I mean, I nearly arrived here at the earlier time slot, then ended up late. So I was so grateful <laughs> that we started at eleven today. Otherwise, we like I would have missed the show. Missed I the think. show. <laughs> yeah, we would have had this empty studio. Yes. But it's it's great. I prefer yeah, this. Time I prefer slot. it. And rookies and rock stars have taken over ten yes. o'clock, and now we and will now be from eleven o'clock. Eleven till twelve. But at so the end of the day, when you're downloading the podcast, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can listen to it any time. Exactly. And I was very excited to see. I was doing some research yesterday that we actually. One of the only, if I'm correct, animal shows that you can listen to on a podcast. Yes. I researched and checked and looked and I couldn't find anything remotely like us. So, you know, we, we're the leaders here. We're the pack leaders. No, for sure. And we give a platform to people that are doing such mm. amazing work that we would never hear about. To, uh, no, exactly. And, we, uh, you know, we were saying earlier, there are so many, I call them animal angels. Mm-hmm. Around and the, we get them in the studio, and yeah. I walk away totally gobsmacked at yeah. what these people do, how much of their own time and their money, yeah, their resources. It's never for the money that they, that put they into do it. it. No, yeah. they don't do it for the money at all. Mm. And um, this week we've had a great week. I mean, we were looking on our Canine Zone Facebook page. So many dogs were adopted this week. It was literally we have this thing on the that we do a happy dance every time a dog is adopted. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I don't think we were able to sit on the chair much. Because it was just one adoption after the other oh, that's fantastic So the word news. is getting out there it's But I wonder why, why adoptions are happening all of a sudden with dogs Is it just? Uh, I think, you know, education mm-hmm. A lot of people are being educated Awareness is being raised People mm. are being informed Don't buy from, from pet, pet stores Amen. Don't uh, There were pictures again this week Of a, another puppy mill that was raided mm. Shocking images So I think people are wising up and they're going, all right, either I go to a very reputable breeder and I spend the money getting a, a, a quality puppy, or I go to one of the shelters and I adopt a, a specific breed from a breed-specific shelter, or I get a puppy. And there's loads of them out there. Mm. And it's and it's a lot cheaper because normally a fee ranges between 300 and 700 but that's going to include spaying and neutering, mm-hmm. uh, all the vaccinations, yeah. correct, and, and even a microchip, mm. which is very, very important. And also you're giving a dog a home, you know. That's giving a dog a home, and it's mm. almost like they know. Mm. I, I don't know. I've seen these adopted dogs, and they just... They're so wonderful. Yeah. They really, really are. Yeah. So I think people are, are wising up and sure. going, all right, you know, this is what I need to do, doing my bit to help. And um, hopefully people will start spaying and neutering their dogs. Yeah. So. And also that thing of uh, adopting a dog that isn't necessarily a puppy. I think when people mm. do that, it's a really good thing, you know. It's a really good thing. Giving and an you don't have the hassles home. of a puppy. Because yeah, that house training. Yeah, the house training, the, training, the, the whole thing. So you've got a dog there that. That knows the drill, yeah. which is which is great. Yeah, but I mean, there's still a lot of. I was um, saying to you earlier before we came in that with all the good news, there was also the bad news, mm-hmm. where a group of of children I couldn't mm-hmm. believe this. Children uh, were told by their parents they don't want the the dogs that they had and their puppies, little uh, newborns puppies. Mm-hmm. So these kids threw the dogs down a stormwater drain. Pelted them with stones, then doused them in petrol and set them alight. Mm. Luckily, there were animal angels around, again, who jumped in, put the fires out, rescued these dogs. The puppies, unfortunately, didn't make it. But the dogs did. And within an hour of being posted on Facebook, they were both adopted. Mm. That is the power of the it's, animal level. It's lover. sad, but it's heartwarming at the same time. Yeah, at the same but time. But now, this happened in Cape Town, hey? This happened it? in Cape Town, mm. but it happens everywhere. Yeah. It really, really does. But, yeah, you know, it's we, we just need to spread that word and education. So I hope we get a lot of listeners worldwide. Well, let's get all this bad news out the way. Yeah, let's um, get it out the way. We brought the story of Max, uh, mm. the dog who was beaten up by a hotel owner. Yes, and he yes, was killed. in White River. And what is the update well, there? Well, I, I, I saw a press release that was released this week by the SPCA saying that the court case was dropped. Mm. I don't have the exact details, but that man who owns the bed and breakfast in White River is, has walked away scot-free. Mm. There was not enough evidence, I suppose. Uh, something uh, like that. Something like that, or perhaps the owner dropped the charges. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. 
But hopefully calm is a bitch. Yes, let's hope. <laughs> just eh? saying. No, you certainly. Know. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. But there's lots of good news happening as well. I was actually seeing this story this morning about the tiger population, that there's been a 30% jump in the numbers. Is this in the in wild? The, in the, uh, yes, the wild tiger population in India, wow, which okay. is fantastic. So the census found there are 2,226 – there were, sorry, 2,226 tigers in India last year, and that has now gone up by 30%. Which is fantastic. That's true. Yeah, that's huge. That is really, really mm. good news. Unfortunately, there used to be forty thousand tigers mm. in the wild. So, yeah, yeah, it's a drop in the in the in the ocean. No, but, uh, but yeah, at something, least something is happening yeah, about it. Something eh? is happening. The conversation. Convers- what am I saying? Conversation. Conservation efforts are working. Uh, they're really. working. Yeah. They're definitely working. Fantastic. And then the Joburg Zoo. This is something I also wanted to talk to about today. Great place to take your children. They've got this wonderful Amazon exhibit. Uh, Joburg Zoo's had a bit of controversy of late about uh, was it with those, those Impala or something, yeah, something that were imported? about imported Impala, but they, but they really do a good job. Mm. I I like the Joburg Zoo, mm. and I think it's a lot of people say, "Ooh, we don't like zoos," but it's a place where you can take your kids to initiate that love of animals. And I know a lot of those animals aren't there just being taken out the wild. They, mm. they actually can't be released back into the wild. No, so they're there no. living out their lives. But no. they aren't sort of breeding with them and keeping more animals I in think, captivity. I think they do because part of it is, is a conservation program but that the zoos would they get breed involved a wild in. animal just to live oh, in captivity gosh. the rest of its life? No, 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 no. But, but I think, yeah, as I say, a lot of people are against it because they say it's animals in captivity. But I know even with my children, their love of animals started when I took them to the Pretoria Zoo. Mm. And they saw these animals and they said, wow, mom, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is it. We, you know, that's where the love starts. Mm. And, and some, unfortunately, some animals are kept in active, uh, in captivity, but they help others. Okay. They do help others. So anyway, the Joburg Zoo has this Amazon exhibit, which is fantastic. They've got all the Amazon animals, and I'm just having a look on their press release. You can see here gigantic yellow anacondas, Amazon tree boa, constrictors, Honduran milk snakes, curly-haired tarantulas. I'll stay away from that one. <laughs> um, Costa Rican tiger rump spiders, green iguanas. Seba short-tailed bats, freshwater fish, and primates from Central and South America. So that's going to be fun. I saw the images. It's a whole sort of the decor is all very Amazon. So get along there. I think um, it's something good to to go and have a look at. Visitors to the zoo can drop by the animals of the anim- Amazon exhibit every day between 9 and 3 o'clock. Good and how, how long is this exhibit going on until, is it? I'm not sure. I mm. think it's going to be for the next month or two. Okay. But if you're not sure, get down there. Get down there or give the Johannesburg Zoo a call and go and support them. I'd love to see an anaconda in the mm. flesh. Like uh, you only ever see that on TV. I'd, yes. I'd love to see a real one. A real yeah. uh, Amazon anaconda. Yeah, so that's Moving on, because they have primates there, that is who we have in studio mm, today. That's today's show. Yes, we have Sue Mosley from International Primate Rescue. And she's going to tell us, because you know monkeys have also become popular as pets. Yes. Mm. But and people, I don't think, realize just how work. much work and yeah. just how much energy and attention mm. they need and um, how intelligent they are. Yes. So you can't just we were sort saying of they're like toddlers. They're like exactly. with intelligence and they can mm. jump. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, that's what Sue was saying. They're actually more difficult than a toddler because mm. a toddler can't climb over everything and no, reach things. No, no. And, and we were hoping to have a monkey in studio today, but luckily we didn't because mm-hmm. Sue was saying that it would have been all over the place. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't think management would have been happy no, with no, the studio. No, 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 no. I think it would have been all over the place. And for the babies, it's just very stressful. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're talking about today, and that should be interesting. And then I just wanted to mention, I, I was watching a program about chickens, chicken farming, battery farming. Now, although that's been outlawed, uh, it's taking time to implement it so that, you know, chicken farmers and businesses can have a chance to sort of change their business strategy. But it's, it's so sad to see what happens to these chickens. The males are literally thrown into these machines that dice them, chop them, do whatever to make us chicken nuggets mm. and chicken burgers. I tell you what, I, I am a vegetarian, but I, I have been known to have chicken burgers. That's it. No more for me. So I think if you want to make a difference, go for free range. Free mm-hmm. range eggs, free range chickens, they're available everywhere and you're doing your bit to help. 
How, how would you know though? I mean, it's just on the packaging. It's marked. Or, you know? Yes, we only buy free range eggs, mm. and, and those chickens live a normal, natural, healthy life, yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to the the battery farming chickens that are kept in little cages. Their whole lives, mm. their beaks are actually burnt to stop them from pecking. You can imagine the pain they go That's through. Nice. They they don't use anesthetic. They're locked in cages. All they do is produce eggs. And when their egg-producing days are over, they too are thrown in the machine to make us chicken nuggets. Mm. So it turned my stomach. It's yeah, that's the last chicken nugget I will ever. Would you eat. say this <laughs> has been uh, this battery farming has been outlawed now? Uh, yes, apparently the law went through last year, but it's taking a bit of time. I think by 2016. It's it will be over. No, at least we're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. We're on the right that's track. We're on the right track. But in the meantime, look, it's difficult. If you're going to buy chicken nuggets or something, that's not going to be marked. But when you're buying fresh chicken or eggs, go for free range. Mm. Amen. All right. All we'll right. be back with Sue from International Primate Rescue. Talking crazy Lock me outside Praying for the rain to come Bone dry again Guess it's true what they say I'm always late Say you need a little space I'm in your way Cliffcentral.com and we're back, and this morning we have a wonderful guest in the studio. We have Sue from International Primate Rescue. Welcome, Sue. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me. We were, we were talking earlier. I don't think people give much thought to, to monkey rescue, but so many people go out there and, and we were saying buy them as pets. Yes, they do. There, there is an increasing need now for monkey rescue because the pet, tri- uh, pet primates very often go wrong. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I think we get that from the movies. I think often we see how what how cool it is to have a mm, monkey as a pet mm. in a movie, but you don't realize the reality of that. No, it's very badly portrayed in the film industry. Mm. It's not the reality at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they are. They're cute. And I mean, I've seen pictures of people dressing them up and they'll mm. get them for their little girl to dress them up and, and all the rest. And Especially the little capuchin monkeys. Yes, they are really appealing. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, well, let's go back to the beginning. So, what is International Primate Rescue? What do you what do you do? Uh, we're a sanctuary for exotic primates, uh, mostly ex-pets, but we do have ex-lab and ex-zoo primates there as mm-hmm. well. So, if people have a problem with their primate, then the primate has got somewhere to go where it can live out the rest of their life. And this is international. Yes, it's international in terms of uh, the fact that we have a board of trustee in the in the UK, and also we have brought monkeys in from other countries before. So we have um, ex lab monkeys that have come in from other countries. We've had monkeys from Hungary, from Germany, from Mali. So it's international in both senses that we have uh, people outside the the country that are raising funds for us, and we also have monkeys that come from outside the country, and right. we have volunteers that come from outside the country as well. To come now, So do you have a big sanctuary? Where is your sanctuary? Um, the sanctuary is close to Hammond's Kraal um, in Pretoria, but close to Hammond's Kraal. Um, it's, uh, it's fairly big. Uh, we're on 8,5 hectares, and we have... 125 primates at the moment. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a lot. Hell of a lot yeah. That's a lot. And what are they? Are they various? Do you call Is it a monkey breed or type? <laughs> breed. A breed. <laughs> so <it's> a breed. <laughs> okay. what, what do you have? So we have at the moment, we've got marmosets, tamarins, squirrel monkeys, capuchins, potass monkeys, uh, mona monkeys, uh, macaques, and also lemurs. But the... The lemurs we've got are the endangered little uh, mouse lemurs, oh. not the lemurs that most people know, the ringtail or yes. rough lemurs. They're tiny. They are the smallest primate in the world. They literally are mm. mouse size. They're fascinating from little Africa? creatures. From Africa? No, they're uh, they're from Madagascar. But oh, we right. we right. got the males from France. They came from France. The uh, females were donated. Some from the pet trade and some from a zoo. 
So do a lot of pet stores sell monkeys? Uh, not as many as used to, thankfully. Mm. Thankfully, most of the monkeys now are bought directly through breeders, but they're advertising them on, um, on the internet. It's very mm. easy to find so a monkey. So it's easy to get the, a monkey? Yes, easy. Okay. Very easy, sadly. What would you do with it as a pet? Would it live in a cage? Would it live just in your house as if like your dog would? What would you do as a pet? You know, most people think when they buy the baby monkey that it is going to be a member of your family like a dog or a cat can be, but it, it, it can't work out that way. Whether it's a little marmoset who go around scent marking everything and even they will steal things like lipstick, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> They pull toilet rolls, yes. and they're very much in danger of uh, jumping into toilets and to pots and so on. So whether it's a little monkey or one of the bigger, bigger species, people have this – or people imagine when they buy the baby monkeys that it is going to be able to live with, in the house with you mm. as mm. a little person. Mm. And it just doesn't work out that way, and that's why it's a heartbreaking trade because um, – Usually, usually the monkey will have to end up in a cage because you can't live with it. Because them. you can't live with it. No. Yes, because they can be quite destructive and Very. get up to mischief. And we were saying that's why we didn't bring one in today because <laughs> yeah, it would I literally can imagine be all with over. With their intelligence, they mm. need a lot of stimulation, a lot of attention. Yes. Well, they do. And the other thing is, you can't keep them out of anything. You can't keep them. A capuchin monkey will learn very quickly how to open a fridge, to open your cupboards. Um, they learn uh, to steal telephones to and and even if you uh, put locks and so on, it's only a padlock that would work. Um, but even if you try doing baby locks and so yes, on, they learn very they learn quickly to open, to open that those kind of things. So and it's like a naughty little toddler with high intelligence yeah, with, with exactly. and climbing <laughs> ability. Yeah, yeah and that's climbing right. Ability. And they're not going to like take a, a, a sip of cool drink and put it neatly back in the fridge. Mm. They will literally mm. tear everything out of the cupboards. Your clothes cupboards, your, I mean, it's just an impossible situation. So people would get it thinking this is so cute, have it for a bit, and then it either ends up in a cage or, or sent to a sanctuary. Yes, that, that is what So happens. does that mean they are not domestic animals? They're not domestic animals, no. So, okay. You can't. And, and these breeders, I, I wanted to talk to uh, about that. So are these breed specific breeders out there that are actually breeding them for the pet trade yes. or for conservation reasons as well? No, well, they, it wouldn't be conservation because the exotic pet trade, it's, it's not like you can release these animals back into the South African wild. They're right. not South African monkeys. So I can't imagine it would be for conservation purposes unless the animal is endangered and none of the uh, exotic pet monkeys that we have in South Africa are actually endangered. Right. So and it's purely so it's pet trade. Purely the pet trade, and it's a lucrative business. Is it lucrative? Oh, I mean, yes. what would a person pay for a baby? A, a battle to pronounce cap, capuchin. 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 Mm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> a baby capuchin would go for about twenty-five thousand. What? Wow, yeah. I was not expecting that. No, no a mamazet is uh, about 4,000 rand, so they're much more affordable. And because they're very little, people think that they'd be easy to maintain, but they're, they're not either because 90% of these primates, when they reach sexual maturity, are going to become aggressive. Mm -hmm. 90% of them. It's almost a certainty if you get a baby primate, and it's raised by people, it's almost a certainty that it's going to become aggressive. Why, Sue? Well, it's because of the dysfunctional way that they have to grow up. If you think of the way that a mother monkey would raise her young and the way that we do, it seems similar in so many ways, but it's actually not. A monkey mother never, ever puts her baby down, never. Mm. And this is the biggest mistake that we make, uh, hand-rearing, because... The baby monkeys are born with strong survival instincts. They have to, if they're born into the wild, know that they've got to cling to their mother and they've Useful got to protection. suckle. Now, what people do, and, and well-meaning people as well because they don't realize, is that they need to go off and bath or cook supper or something, and then they go and put the baby down in a cage, or if it's very young, it won't be able to move anyway, um, and then they walk off. Now, that triggers a response of fear for its life. Mm. The little baby can't react because it's too young, but it sees itself in, in mortal danger of 
being eaten yes, by something yes. or or not being able to survive, the little brain doesn't think, oh, that's okay, oh. they'll come back. Okay. That monkey, Shame. that baby thinks it's going to die, and they can't process that kind of fear yet. Yes. And this is why you get a lot of disorders um, and behavioral problems coming in later. So it's, it's like fear, aggression. Yeah, the brain can't process okay. it at that very young age. It's got nowhere to go. And so they develop their own coping mechanism, and then you mm. get a mm. lot of rocking, a lot of a lot of aggression. That's um, that comes out later on in the monkey's life. But do they identify with the person hand rearing them as their mother? As their mother. They do identify. They can they can bond with um, with, and they bond quite quickly with the person that's hand rearing them. So whether or not they see that as one of their species, I don't, I can't really say. But they will bond with a person and they will n- be able to differentiate between that person and another person. Mm-hmm. But um, in order for you to raise that uh, baby properly, and even then I don't think it would turn out very well, you'd have to be with it 24 hours mm, yes. and you'd have to stimulate it in the same way that the mother, that the mother do. would have done. The baby monkey, uh, they need to play with those of their own kind because that's how they develop in the wild. They're, that's how they learn boundaries yes. and so on. Yes. So it's very dysfunctional the way that uh, the baby monkeys are raised by humans. Mm-hmm. That is so sad. Does the mother only have one at a time? It depends on the species. Uh, Marmosets would normally have twins and sometimes even triplets. Um, With uh, capuchins, uh, twins are very rare. It's mostly one at a time. So So that that monkey gets its mother's undivided attention. Exactly. Mm. And And also socializes with other monkeys. Exactly. Exactly. And depending on the species as well, some of the uh, capuchin species, they're sexually mature around between five and seven. They never ever leave their mom's side in that time. So five and seven years old. What so they're with their mom till they're seven. Yes, that is wow. a long time. Yeah. And also in some of the species, forever, because um, in some of the uh, um, primate groups, it's only the males that will migrate leave, and right. go mm. and join another troop. Whereas mm. uh, in the case of squirrel monkeys, for example, the the females uh, stay together for a lifetime, and so. The whole um, pulling of infant primates from their parents is, is oh, a very cool that practice. That is so sad. So I, I suppose a person would say, oh, I want one as a pet, bring it home. They would also maybe in the beginning do all the right things but then get bored. Mm-hmm. It's human nature, too much trouble. Too yeah. much trouble to keep the baby with you and to, to do the right thing and then it goes back into shelters. Yeah, well, you know, it's also not practical. It's no. really not practical. No, it's not practical because too. You've got to, you've, you've got to bath. You've got mm. to cook. Now, if you're trying to cook with a, a baby monkey, uh, once it's a little older, you're in danger of, of the monkey jumping into the cooking pot yes, and so on. Yes. They don't, they have no clue of those kind of dangers. Horrible things have happened to, uh, baby monkeys with people. And, and when you say aggression, do they? They would bite. Oh, they would. They attack? would full on attack you, and really? it happens. It has happened, time and time and time again. Even a little baby, or no, a, a mature marmoset that starts to attack people, it's very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Very, very intimidating. Yes. I have seen great big strong men run away from marmosets. Mm. Because in it's full flight. They, yeah, it's different. It's very different from a little bite and jump off. They full on attack you. And with marmosets, we've had some of the owners had to have stitches. But with a capuchin, they can do nerve damage. Mm. They can really mm. damage you very badly. I've got a healthy respect. I, I've worked with a lot of animals and crazy dog lady that I am. But in terms of monkeys, I've got a healthy respect mm. because I realize that, as you said earlier, they can jump. Mm-hmm. They yeah. can get it. They've got that intelligence. They, they can, can scarred for scary. life, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah. It's, yes. it's very scary. And people have been scarred for life. I mean, we know someone who who's lost the use, partial use of one of her hands mm. after an attack from a, a capuchin, and they they okay. little guys. Yeah, they little, can do that damage. But sharp teeth, seriously, the biting, oh, yes. the, uh, and seriously the sharp strong. End. They're very strong as well for their size and it, fast. I mean, yes. you can't really outrun that. No, you know? cannot. Yeah. You cannot. So these they would ad- attack their own their owners. Yes, and they do usually attack the person that's handed them. Yes, that is very common, and it happens with no warning at all. 
um, as the as the monkey approaches uh, maturity, which is about eighteen months in in marmosets and five to seven years in capuchins. Everything will seem fine and has been fine um, up until that stage. People would say they're really good pets because they're cute and they're amusing. Sure. Yes. And then one day, with no warning, mm-hmm. they just Something suddenly tr- attack so you. So what would trigger? A fear? A fright? I think it's just part of their development. Like I think that um, you know, it's kind of like um, them reaching adulthood and they become self-aware. And then there may be some kind of trigger. We found with um, with some of the capuchins and marmosets that there would be a trigger for for uh, aggressive behaviour. But you mm. don't always mm. even know what that is. Sometimes you can scratch your head and a monkey will go mad because they and you don't even triggered. know. But mm. something it's like a penny drops or something, and they they will suddenly turn on their owners. And that happens. It's very common. Very very common. We get calls from people that want to bring their monkeys in and they just don't understand and they don't because mm. they don't they're mm. totally unprepared but for you it you can't explain it yes i yes. suppose it's quite a big commitment i mean how long let's say capuchin what is the lifespan a capuchin's lifespan is 40 years wow. so in that 40 years you know i think nobody really can anticipate what they're going to be Doing no. in 40 years no, time. No, you're probably moving, new family exactly. members. Exactly. Yeah, which would stress the monkey out as well, I would assume. And there's, there's been, you know, a lot said about people who, who find it entertaining. I once saw a monkey in a shelter that was so scared of men because it had been abused by a man. Uh, monkeys that have been forced into alcoholism, mm. that have been fed alcohol or taught how to smoke. It's very entertaining for human beings. Do you see that a lot, the abuse of these monkeys as pets? You know, not a lot of actual abuse. We have had, we have had abused monkeys at the sanctuary. We had a Mona monkey that was very badly abused, but most of the monkeys that come in are uh, have had very loving owners who just didn't know it yeah, was I'm going to I'm sure the people are well-meaning. Yeah. Very yeah. well-meaning. You know, I've made friends with a lot of the people that have monkeys at our sanctuaries because they are, they are such nice people. It's just that they didn't realize that that was going to yes. go wrong. And we have had, uh, we had a, a badly abused uh, Mona monkey that came from Hungary. So we, we have had cases of awful, awful abuse, but I'd say a, at least half of the monkeys we have at the sanctuary come from very loving homes. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody has just sent in a message and saying, can this be a dominance issue? Do, do they, are they like dogs that they can be dominant? Do they have different personalities? Some are more dominant, some are more um, fearful? Some are definitely more dominant. But if you look at the statistics across the board, um, Hand-read monkeys become aggressive. Parent-raised monkeys, and we've got cases of both of those at the sanctuary, parent-raised monkeys do not. Parent-raised monkeys um, are normally very, very respectful of humans, kept Mm. in the right situation. So although there can be a dominance issue in that because of a stronger personality, um, it's not normally the dominance that is... um, Causing the monkey to be aggressive, they wouldn't. So they wouldn't compete for dominance with a human. They would only compete for dominance with their own kind. Is is that what you're getting at? I think so. Okay. I think you know because um, it's a different species um, mm-hmm. altogether. Okay. So um, there's a lot said about alpha males and so on. Mm, if you yes. look at the if you look at the role that an alpha male will play in a troop. Um, it's unlikely that a monkey would recognize a human as an alpha okay. male type. Um, in, with, within his troops. So it can, there can be an element of dominance, but I don't believe that it's entirely dominance with the monkey because you, you cannot, uh, very easily discipline them either because they don't understand. They don't understand mm. all the time, um, what you're trying to, what you're disciplining them. You know, what you're communicating. Yeah. So is it very different from, from a dog, for example, that can, can you train them? Not really. You know, if you think dogs and cats have been domesticated for millions and millions of years and lived with people for millions of years, um, monkeys, I think if you, you, they, they can be trained. Yes. But you would have to be a professional trainer to train mm-hmm. them adequately. 
um, as far as discipline goes, if you're raising a monkey in a house, uh, normal discipline doesn't usually work. In fact, it can make it a whole lot worse Weird. if the monkey doesn't understand. Like he he knows that that the, there's there's a negative reaction from the owner, but he doesn't understand why because yeah, you can't communicate. So yeah. it's not exactly. like a dog that you can train. Don't get on the bed. Don't get on the couch. Really, a monkey no. will do it. A monkey will do it in any case, and and a lot of the monkeys are very very smart, and they can learn. That you want them to do something and they just won't do it. Yes. Uh, wait, if if you if you do manage to um, communicate to them, like, don't touch that TV. If yes. you do, firstly, they probably will do it in any case. <laughs> and if they don't, they're going to wait until you leave the room, and then and they're then going to push it. the TV off the off the platform mm. or whatever yes. they wanted to do. And it's, I suppose it's not like a toddler who you can spank on the bottom and, you know, he gets the message. No, it's, Deprive it's an animal. Deprive no PlayStation yeah, for the rest of the day. day. Yeah. 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 But is there ever a situation where it's okay to have them as a pet, where it works out and mm. people are happy? And You know, I think that uh, the, the needs that the monkeys have, the, the, the first need is for socialization with another kind. So if you really, really have to have a monkey as a pet firstly never one secondly if you want to stay friends with that monkey for the rest of your life or his life skip the baby stage never hand rear a baby okay. monkey it's going to go wrong but there mm-hmm. are some situations where where uh, primates are provided well for if they are in enough space and have the opportunity for natural behaviors um, that that people can enjoy having them, but not as house pets, mm. not as little people running around your house. That mm. doesn't work. So would you need an outdoor enclosure? Yes, you would need a large outdoor enclosure, and some people have built those onto their houses, actually. Um, if you had a pair of parent-raised monkeys, they're not raised by people, um, that have the opportunity for for natural behaviors, like they have the opportunity to jump around in trees, to forage for food, and so on. Um, I would imagine monkeys, they would need a tree, because they that is what trees. monkeys do. No, they need trees, and they need a lot of space, and they're very intelligent, so they need something to do. They need... They need access to fresh food and water because that can stress them if they think there's mm, a shortage yes. of food. But they also need to go and uh, find rocks and s- stuff to crack nuts open, and they need to be kept busy. So they are quite a lot of work. But I think that if, if, I mean, not as pets in the home, but mm-hmm. but. In the right situation. In the right situation. I'm yes. actually having a giggle here because the Brad who asked us earlier about the dominance, he's just posted now and says, laugh out loud. I think I'll rather stick with my dogs. Yeah. <laughs> with I think so. Like less work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> now, I was just going to find out. You said a lot of the monkeys you have, they come from laboratory situations. Tell us about yes. that. Uh, we have uh, crab-eating macaques that came from laboratories, and we also have Barbary macaques. They're one of the biggest monkeys in the world. Um, they were confused with apes um, before they were reclassified, um, and they came from lab situations. We we work with a rescue center abroad that um, actually takes them and socializes them, and then they send mm. them out. Uh, so yes. we've got... Um, Six crab-eating macaques and three Barbary macaques, and we are due to receive some more lab monkeys. So these lab monkeys, these are monkeys that were experimented on? They were. In, oh, no. No, they were. It's horrible oh. to think because, you see, it's not only some of them are physically damaged. We have mm. hunchback. We have a monkey oh. that can't close his mouth properly. We have one that walks very skew, but they can still have a, a, have a good a life. quality of life now. Life. But... It's not only about their physical, uh, the physical damage to their bodies. Exactly, exactly. If you think now, uh, growing up in isolation in a steel, a very um, hostile environment Mm -hmm. for them, in fact, a petrifying environment for them, and then they grow up like that, and they've never had the opportunity to socialize with anyone. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, not humans, not monkeys, and then you've got to try and 
keep this group together when their social skills are so lacking. I mean, it must be quite something when they actually come out of that laboratory yeah. oh, you and see a sky, oh, grass, trees. Amazing, amazing. I've worked with monkeys for over 20 years. You still get very emotional. Oh, when sure. those monkeys arrived at the airport and we knew we had, um, there were six of them coming in and you know that they've now arrived at the airport you can't help getting mm, emotional. emotional. And, of course, they have to go into quarantine after that. And then they uh, they will come to the sanctuary. And we've got for the crab-eating macaques, we've got um, a little pond that they can uh, jump into. Mm. And they don't even know what to do. Yes. We started giving them uh, rocks and nuts because uh, that would be part of their natural uh, behavior would be to crack the Nuts mm. open with rocks. Yes. And so we, we, we put the rocks in and the nuts to see what they would do and whether it would click. Yes. And some of them picked up the rocks and uh, one started hitting his arm with it oh, and he oh, didn't shame. know, but he knew he needs to do something, do something with this with rock. It. It's just instinctive. Yeah. And mm. um, now they, uh, they slowly learn. It's amazing how strong genes are mm. because they wouldn't have mm. had any access it's it's heartbreaking because these shows are their intelligence that yeah. they actually use tools. You know what I mean? They do. Yes. Yeah, yes. they can use this to get something out of this. It's they're yes. very intelligent. They are very very intelligent. Mm. And it was thought at one stage that the chimpanzees were the only ones that could use tools, but I've seen capuchins uh, use tools and and the macaques. I've seen them trying to break nuts um, open with rocks. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that they can't reach that's just the other side of the wire, mm -hmm. um, I've, seen them, mm -hmm, I've seen them get a stick from a tree and, and try and reach it, you know, try and yes. get it through the wire. Uh, some of the capuchins will even pass their tail through. Oh, they want to steal your cell phone or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they can put that like a little snake into yes. your pocket even. And, and try and get your, out. Mm, get your phone out or something. Because that's so sad. I mean, worldwide, animals are used to experiment on and to test drugs and, and cosmetics. I mean, the cosmetics mm -hmm. industry is just unbelievable. It's Monkeys, horrible. dogs, beagles yes. uh, specifically. I um, am part of a group for beagle rescue in the States where they actually get these dogs out from these But what is it about a beagle that they want to test? Like what? Difference. You know, I'm not sure. I think beagles are probably very easygoing. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. Very easygoing dogs. That they use, I know rabbits, you know, for the eyes. I mean, it's just, I don't even want to look at it's the horrible. damage that is caused to, so the monkeys, they would experiment with drugs on them, oh, no. possibly, mm. you know, putting stuff in their eyes, that sort of thing. And also they don't have a short lifespan. So if they're going to be in that cage, mm. they're going to be there, like you say, for 40 years. It's, That's a it's, long they time. They are petrified. They are yeah. terrified when yeah. they're in there. And they it's, are. you know, a lot of people say, yeah, but, you know, medication for humans, it needs to be tested somewhere. Sorry, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Use the criminals. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. Yes. Yes. Do you know, I've thought along those lines mm. myself. Use I've the criminals. Thought along them. Do you know that they... The, the monkeys that come from labs are damaged for life psychologically. There's some things that they just never get over. No, no. Do you know we, uh, we've got a, um, a net. If we have to net a monkey for, um, we try not to, we try to use trap cages, but if we've really got to get a monkey to the vet and, and, um, we have to use a net, you must hear those macaques panic if they see that net. Oh, it's, sure. Horrible, because if we walk past there or past there, we we had to at one stage we had to ask volunteers to go halfway around the sanctuary to avoid them because they panic, they panic so, so when much. they see mm. that net coming, yes. they associate it with, with pain being tested and on pain. Yes. with pain, probably. I can't understand and why you. It's not like, like you can counsel pain. them. No, no, you can't talk to them, debrief yeah. them. That's no. the difficulty of it. That is the difficulty of it. You won't believe this. You know, when we let them out into a forest area, these uh, six six little crab-eating macaques, we 
um, when they first arrived, we hadn't finished their outdoor area, but we uh, volunteers got together and raised money, and we finished their little forest area with a little pond. Do you know that those macaques, they ran out into this little forest area that they've got now, and they were hugging each other. Oh, and there wasn't a dry eye in the sanctuary. Mm. They actually literally were hugging each other. They were oh, so they happy. They were so happy. For something yeah. so simple. Does it, is, does it happen in South Africa? Are there lab monkeys in this country? There are, um, I believe, but I wouldn't be able to tell you where they are who, or, or who they are. They are quite t- mm. tight-lipped, but I believe that there are. I, I did read something um, a few weeks ago to indicate yes. that we do have labs in South Africa. But I suppose they're also taught for, used for, for training of uh, veterinarians. And I, I was also seeing a, a story that they've actually come up with Artificial mm. animals that they that the the vet students can actually operate on, and it's an exact duplicate. So if they make mistakes, it's yes, not the end it's of the not world. a living being. It's mm-hmm. it's a, an artificial, but everything is intact. Everything but is. Is it there. illegal to keep animals in testing labs in South Africa? Not as far no. as I know. It's not so illegal. It's, it's allowed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's allowed. Yeah, it's allowed uh, pretty much throughout the world. It's still allowed. In some countries, you're not allowed to to um, keep chimpanzees in labs anymore. But capuchins are not I considered. Think, are they? No, but they're they're so they. I think every bit as intelligent as a chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're just smaller and easier to to handle. And do they breed quite prolifically? How often would say let's say a capuchin or a marmoset? How often do they have babies? Uh, Marmosets breed very prolifically. Mm-hmm. Is that I? Prolifically. <laughs> well, thank you very I'm much for saying it for me. Prolifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Impressive word. I might hey, use okay, it. Okay, I might use it down again. For you. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> they have. Uh, they can produce um, tins or triplets every five to six months. Marmosets. Okay. So for breeders, it's a very lucrative business. Uh, capuchins um, yearly and squirrel monkeys yearly as well. They'll have one baby a year. Yes. And and what are your thoughts on on uh, a lot of zoo uh, zoo circuses use monkeys in show acts? Do you have oh. any monkeys like? What are your thoughts on that? I know, ban animal trading has been doing a lot of hard work trying to stop animals in circuses. Yeah. Yeah, I um it's no life for an, for any animal mm. is it? <coughs> Maybe a dog would be happy to travel around in vans and perform. Maybe some would. Mm. Monkeys definitely not and I don't think any any wild animal it's no life for them to yeah. be on the road and then they they you know even when they get outside they're going to be in small pens. Monkeys would be in small cages. No, There's nothing I, in it for them. No, no it's just absolutely for the humans, not. Yeah. yeah, it's just absolutely for the humans. Absolutely not. They, where would they ever get the opportunity to do what monkeys do, or for any animal, uh, for that matter? Yes. Uh, they have lions, and they used to have polar bears. But oh uh, yes. Yeah, they, but, but especially not, monkeys in the comedy acts. Some, somehow, monkeys are always associated with the comedy acts. They are because they're mm. mischievous yes. by nature. And they are mischievous yes, by and nature. Yes, they are funny. I mean, they yeah, are they cute. Are. Their little antics and no, all the rest. No, they are. They're really cute. They're very misrepresented, uh, misrepresented in, in 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 the movie industry, though, because um, a lot of the time they're portrayed as being like little humans, yes. and they're not at all. They know, don't live like, like that. I don't at know all. if you've ever seen Ace Ventura. There was a, a very big capuchin yes, there, yes. and also what was the movie with Eddie Murphy, Doctor Doolittle? There was yes, that alcoholic Yes, yes the alcoholic Yeah, yeah. right So right. I think, yeah That people think I want that though. Yes, yeah, of course they cute. do yeah. Of course Any any Even animal loving person Would think that And yes. then of course uh, The reality, the reality Is very different in. It's very different From what you see there I think that's about All pets In mm. general It is People go to a pet store And they see I see a lot of um, What are they called Series at Tenrix which yes. you never saw a tenric. What, ever. Sorry, what is that? Is that well, a exactly. I don't even know what they <laughs> were. It's it's almost like a cross between a hedgehog and a rat. Yes, <laughs> it's a. Um, we've got them at our sanctuary as well. Um, they are Madagascan creatures. There are actually very many different kinds of tenrics, and they uh, they can be as small as tiny mouse and and bigger. The one that is in South Africa and being sold as a pet is mm. a hedgehog tenric. Ah, and that's so, the only oh, one so that's right. got, so the, got some hedgehog in there. Well, actually, they're not related to hedgehogs, but oh. they, but the, because they, they got they're the little spikes, but they yes. look like they look like a, a elongated 
the uh, it looks like a cross be- almost between a ferret and the mm. and the hedgehog because they're too long. They're too but long. every pet store seems to be selling Tenrix. And they must be a cheap. craze at the moment. Yeah, they're not cheap. They're about 1,300, 1,500 for it. I'd never heard. A crazy animal person never heard of a Tenrix until I started seeing them popping up in pet stores everywhere and, yeah. and people are buying them as pets. But as I was saying, with all pets, you need to do your homework. You really do. And know if this is for the animal's life. You need to take care of it. Do you have the time? Do you have the the money for vet costs for the right food? Do you have the right environment? And and people act rather emotionally. And they go, oh, cute, I want that. Especially the babies. Yeah, especially the babies. And, and they have them for a couple of weeks, months, and Any baby trouble. is cute, isn't it? Any mm, baby any is baby cute, is whether cute. it's a puppy, a kitten, mm. a little snake even can yes. be cute in in. And, and a, a couple of, of weeks of cleaning cages and, and they decide, no, this is not really for me. Not no. really for me. Okay, I've got Judd on the line from the South Coast who wants to ask a question. Hi, Judd. How's it going, Shane? Oops, Thank can't you hear you there. Amazing show, guys. It's been very informative. Oh, hi there. Yeah, sorry, I'm just getting Sharon's headphones on. She's not, uh, no she's not a headphone fan. I'm not a headphone fan. Okay. Sharon's gonna take my headphones. <laughs> Hi, Judd, I got you. Hi, uh, good stuff. Thanks for a very informative show. We're loving it. Good, good. I have a question I'd, I'd like to ask regarding monkeys. On the South Coast, we've got quite a lot of, I think they're called vermit monkeys. Vervet um, monkeys. Yes, and I've read occasionally about them attacking dogs. And I have three little pugs, and my wife is paranoid about letting the pugs out in fear that the monkeys are going to get them. Is there any way that I could prevent the monkeys or deter them from, from coming onto my property? I normally just scream and shout at them. Yeah. So I was wondering, are there any tips or tri- techniques that I might be able to use to deter them? Sue, could you answer that for Judd? Um, yeah, it would be very difficult. But I think, um, first of all, make sure there's nothing that they can eat there. I mean, if you, I know that's difficult. You've got fridges, but I don't know if they're coming into your house yet because they would learn to do that too. But, um, yeah, it, it could be quite a dangerous situation for your little pugs because they do eat meat. But the only, the only advice that I can give you is make sure that they, there's nothing attractive on your property that would encourage them to come in. If and if they are in, is the, how do you, do you chase them? Give them a fright? Yeah, they're still wild animals, so they probably would still have a fear of humans. So I think the only option uh, you would have would be to make a loud noise or a whistle or something like that to get them off for now. And would that teach them, Sue? Would they learn not to go to that property or would they still keep coming? I think that they would run away if you used a loud whistle and that kind of thing. But if there was any reason whatsoever for them to come back and they were scared of humans, they would simply choose a time when humans aren't there mm. because they're, they're intelligent enough to do that. Mm. And they could do damage to a little pug, they for could. example? They could. No, they could. If they were hungry, I think, you know, they're opportunistic. So mm. they would be after fruit trees or, or anything out, any bird feeders, and if they got an opportunity and became tame enough, then they do go into houses. But, wow. um, yeah, if you've got windows open and so on. So, um, there's got to be a reason why they're focusing on that particular property. It may be fruit trees or. Um, are they coming into your house, Judd? Luckily, not as yet. <laughs> Luckily, they haven't shown any signs of aggression. They're normally just running on the roof and taunting the poor little dogs. Oh, same. <laughs> but I, I've heard of people actually spraying them with water. Is that cruel or, or is that something I should avoid? Or do you think that's also okay, like using the hose pipe to try and scare them? Yeah, that's perfectly acceptable um, to use oh, a hose perfect. pipe to scare them or a loud, uh, some kind of loud whistle because... A lot of monkeys have got a very loud whistle noise that they use amongst themselves to warn their troop of uh, birds flying overhead or something like that. Okay. So a loud whistling noise, uh, would it, it may tell them there's danger close by and then they would run off, but water works quite well as well. Yeah, that seems Perfect. pretty well, thank reasonable. Thank you guys so much for the advice. I'll definitely and start practicing your loud whistles, Judd. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, and we look forward to next week's show. Cool. Thanks, Judd. Bye. Bye. 
Well, that's interesting because I've been on holiday to a couple of places and then you get the monkeys coming onto the veranda and on the, I've also seen some horrible footages on Chapman's Peak with the baboons attack people in their cars. But they yes. say we shouldn't Don't feed, feed them. them. That's yeah. exactly what Don't happens. That's exactly what happens because people start feeding them. And then they become familiar with people and then mm. they don't understand. If one person gives them food and the next doesn't, they can't yes, differentiate between the food, two. And they'll they're, get angry with you it's because a you haven't. Yes. And you don't mess with a baboon. No. 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 Baboon's very Especially dangerous. a whole yeah. troop of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, you don't mess exactly. with a baboon. I'm just uh, seeing one of our listeners. It's actually Brad. I, uh, he's enjoying our show today. Yeah, hey, yeah, hi, Brad. Brad. Is a very <laughs> one, yes. He's saying that they use paintball guns with pepper balls at mm, Sun City to terrible. get rid of the baboon. Yeah, I think nah. it's a bit cruel, yeah, actually. Bit extreme, you know, you huh? can you can hurt. Uh, they can get hurt with paintball machines, mm. and the actual um, pepper pepper can cause them da- yeah. a lot of discomfort and sure. damage. I would think. So, Sue, to to wrap up today, if you're in a situation you've adopted a monkey, you can't cope. Mm-hmm. Well, firstly, do your homework if you're thinking about it, and perhaps they should rather speak to you first to to get more information. But what do you do if you've got a monkey, you you cannot keep it any longer? Can they get hold of you? Yes, they can. We've got a website. Um, shall I give Yes, please do. It's um, www.iprescue.org. Um, another thing that we do quite frequently is help Primate owners. We're not against primate owners. They're sure. they usually but lovely you help people. Them to, yes, but if they do have a problem, then we can give them different options. So you try to sort too. out the problem before just we taking do. the monkey on yourself. We do. We okay. will try and help owners that are experiencing a problem. That owners that have that now find themselves in a very difficult situation with their monkey. Yes. And sometimes the owners themselves will absolutely decide that there is no way out but there are a few things that we can help with in terms of caging if the monkeys become aggressive uh tunnel yes. you know you can even put up tunnels for monkeys that have limited space and so you can help i need mm. to ask one quick question before we run out of time is it legal to keep a monkey on your property or do you need a permit unfortunately in this province it is legal it is legal unfortunately um except our indigenous species our indigenous species are very strictly controlled it's just you're never going to get a permit to keep um, and one of our indigenous species, but all the exotics you can legal. keep them. Yeah. Okay, so people can get hold of you off your website. Let's repeat that again. So it's www.iprescue.org. Okay, so it's, it's a non-profit. And yes. you're okay. quite involved on your Facebook page. You're yes. saying, how do we, where do we find that? Is it? And there is a link through from our Facebook, okay. uh, at least from our website. Okay. Onto our Facebook page. Awesome. I uh, I wouldn't even know what the address of. Yeah, it should probably be international But you can click we'll through. Do our homework. You can click through from the website onto the face page, or you could do a Google search: yes. International Primate Rescue. Facebook. And, and uh, I think up. there's no shame in saying I need help. No, I, I've got no, this pet. I don't know what to do. It'll make your life help happier. Yeah. No, absolutely. Happier. The, and and you know the thing is, the whole sanctuary started because I was a primate pet owner. Wow. So well, I'm very go. sympathetic. No, I yes, know where they're coming from. Awesome. Yeah. Sue, thanks so much for joining us today and mm. bless you for all you're doing for our little mm. monkey friends. Like Sharon <laughs> says, you're an animal angel. Animal hey. angel <laughs> and monkeys are very close to humans. Exactly. They are. No, so sure. thanks for joining us and we will be back next Wednesday. New time slot. Remember, it's 11 to 12. Otherwise, you can listen to our podcast on cliffcentral.com. Have a good week further.